More of Lake Effect now on 89.7 WUWM. I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Bonnie North. Quality is perhaps the most important part of any water distribution system. Water utilities process every drop that makes it into our plumbing, which takes a lot of time and energy. One way to keep from overburdening the system is by reducing our consumption, what we know as water conservation. Bill Graffin works for the Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewerage District, which works in wastewater treatment and conservation efforts in the Milwaukee area. He spoke with Lake Effects Joy Powers on the shore of Lake Michigan and starts by explaining what water conservation looks like at home. At our homes we use about 55 gallons of water a day. A lot of different ways you can cut down on that. Shorter showers. It's amazing people don't think about when you have a leaky faucet or toilet. That can be a lot of water, especially if you let it go for a month or a year. A leaky toilet alone can waste up to 200 gallons of water a day. (laughs) That's a big volume when you're looking at not fixing it for maybe a month or two or three. So those are the things we want to get fixed. And it's to help you, the homeowner, save money, water, and energy as well. Because you're, in some cases, when you have, if people don't think about this very often, but if you have a leaky, oh, hot water spigot on your faucet, you're not only wasting water down the drain, but that water is being heated and you're paying for that. So now not only are you paying for the water that's coming out, but you're paying for the gas or oil, whatever you use to heat your water. Electricity, yeah. So, you know, leaky faucets, uh, leaky toilets, things that we might not notice in our daily lives are, are dripping. What are some of the other culprits in our home that tend to use a lot of water? Well, it goes right back to the things we were just talking about. And that, that is older appliances, older toilets, older faucets, Really old toilets can be three to five gallons of water per flush, sometimes higher. But now the new ones are all around 1.28 gallons per flush, and you can get them with a lower amount than that. There was a little bit of ridicule for these low flush, low flow toilets when they first came out. The technology just wasn't there, but it's really come around, and they're 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 great. You can. Uh, you can get uh, a lot of things down one of those <laughs> towels, you name it. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't even think you about that. You don't want that. to do that, though. <laughs> Probably not. Probably no. not. So, you know, older appliances are certainly going to take up a lot of water. Are there things that in our in our daily lives that we might be doing that use more water than we may think? Hmm. Well, on a cold winter day, if you get up and get motivated by standing in a hot shower for an hour, (laughs) that uses a lot of water. (laughs) Just leaving the water on when you're doing things instead of turning it off in between, you know, picking up dishes and things like that. It's, you know, it's always a good idea to run a full load of dishes in the dishwasher instead of just leaving the faucets on while you do, you know, the same amount of dishes. You can run through a lot of water that way. Okay, so if you're somebody who kind of alternates between hand washing and doing a load in the dishwasher, maybe think about the load. Absolutely, yeah. Makes a big difference. What about uh, things like washing machines? I've always wondered, like, are there are there certain settings that are really taking up a lot more water than I would imagine? Are there Are there certain kinds of machines that use a lot of water? The newer machines are more environmentally friendly in, in the amount of water that they use. Um, and also with uh, energy, just general consumption, the newer equipment's always going to be 
better, whether it's Energy Star or Water Drop rated, you want to look for those things and, and do and read up on it before you purchase. It's hard because you get some stains that won't come out without hot water, and some people just like to use cold water when they do it. And then if you wash it three times to get the same stain out, what makes more sense? Yeah. So dishwashers, laundry machines, I'm trying to think of all of the, the various ways that we use water in our homes, but one that obviously comes to mind is, is gardening. You know, people water their lawns, whether they be, you know, grass lawns or native grass lawns. How do our gardens impact our water quality here? Well, they can really impact local water quality if you're using chemicals and that washes off into the creek stream or river nearby. Um, Same thing with fertilizer for your lawn. You want to use an environmentally friendly fertilizer if you're going to use one. Um, And don't over apply because anything that doesn't get absorbed by the soil or the grass or vegetables or whatever is potentially going to run off and get into our drinking water. One of the things that came up with another conservation group was was something like uh, rainwater buckets. How are those helpful in conserving water? Well, you're you're capturing as much water as you want and storing it until, you know, maybe it's dry out and then you don't have to use city water to give your thirsty plants, bushes, trees a drink. The rain barrels, for example, are around 50, 55 gallons of water, but They'll also fill up in four minutes during a really heavy rain. Each downspout on your house can kick out about 12 gallons a minute. So think of that as free water by the barrel. And plants and in garden, plants, grass, they love that natural rainwater, more so than water from the tap. So the rain barrels are a great idea. You can also do cisterns, which are just bigger rain barrels. They're rain barrels on steroids. You can get them 1,000 gallons or bigger. Some of those, because of state plumbing code, you got to be careful. They may require you to put a cleaning type device on it, especially if it's underground. But yeah, there are a lot of ways to capture water and, and harvest that water for reuse, um, especially at, at uh, times where it's real dry. Yeah, when you capture water in this way, how can you use it? You uh, can use it for your gardens, you can use it for watering plants even inside your house um, or outside the house, Um, trees. If you're establishing a new tree, they need a lot of water, um, especially that first year. And, um, you know, that's a great way to get free water and water with some nutrients in it and no uh, chlorine, hopefully. (laughs) But not something you should be drinking. No, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't want to do that just like you don't want to drink from what you walk up to and consider the clearest mountain stream because you'd never know what's in that water without putting it under a magnifying glass. You know conservation also plays into cleaner water because when you're managing water where it falls if you're capturing it with a rain barrel or a cistern or you're using a rain garden to help manage water that's coming off your roof down a downspout put it into a rain garden that's water that isn't going to flow downhill and become somebody else's headache and it's water that's not going to flow downhill and pick up pollution along the way and get into the nearest creek stream or river as polluted water. So every time we do that, every little drop counts, you can help keep our rivers and Lake Michigan cleaner ultimately. 
What is a rain garden? Rain garden is a garden that's a shallow depression in the ground. You don't have to dig down very deep, but then you plant it with native plants or plants that have deep growing roots. They help break up that soil and help drain more water into the ground. Um, and then you run your downspout into that rain garden and then you're, you're getting the water that way into there or you can also use your sump pump hose. Okay. Yeah. Do we know how much water they save? Um, they can store uh, quite a bit of water. It just depends how big you make it and what you plant it with. If you use soil amendments it, um, to plant the plants in, a um, number of variables and factors there. Bill Graffin works for the Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewerage District, and he spoke with Lake Effect's Joy Powers as part of our Project Milwaukee series. You can find more interviews from the series at wuwm.com.